Hey guys, this is Mike and welcome to the Pilot's Talk Technique Podcast. In this series, we'll discuss the most common misconceptions regarding aviation technique and theory circulating in the Philippines and go back to the books to discover why these are wrong. And thereafter, we'll discuss what's actually correct to make us all better and safer pilots. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Pilot's Talk Technique. It's uh, kind of pouring down right now. You might hear some rain noise in the background. I apologize for that. And if the rain or the storm is passing right through where you are, hopefully you're keeping well and safe and hopefully you're adequately prepared for that and the coming days. We are back this week. PTT is back. We had to take a quick hiatus last week to mourn the loss of a former student of mine that was involved in a very tragic accident up north. Um, it was very saddening, very tragic, and we're not here to focus the episode on that. There are a lot of comments online that uh, speculate or are theories regarding what caused it. We are not trained investigators, we do not have direct data pertaining to the accident, so we are in no position to actually make statements or, you know, give out our opinions on the matter. So we're not going to focus on that. On this episode, we're actually going to focus on something that is in line with our programming. We're going to go back to talking about technique and theory. But quick disclaimer, although I am a licensed flight instructor, this podcast does not replace actual flight or theoretical instruction. So if you seek to become a pilot, get in touch with me and I can give you some recommendations based on your training needs. So this episode stemmed from an experience I had or a conversation I had with a former co-worker where I used to teach and uh, I recently found out this is, this experience is not unique to me. You know, I had some people message me on Instagram after posting a preview of this week's episode regarding trim. And uh, yeah, other people have um, have encountered this or have gotten into gotten into conversations regarding this. So I don't know how the conversation started between me and my former coworker, but it ended up in. Uh, or it went into the direction where we had to ask each other the question, do you use trim? Do you allow your students to use trim during training? And it was a big shock to me, or it really struck me as odd when I was asked that question, because from day one, I was always taught to use trim. It was, um, it was a basic skill that we, that was expected of us, or that we had to practice. And uh, so I asked them, why don't you use, don't you let them use trim? And the response was no, not until their solo stage because they have to feel the airplane, which, you know, really struck me as odd. And like I said, this is not a unique experience. It's not their original idea. Somebody before them and somebody before them probably came up with this macho thought that you have to carry the airplane so you can develop better handling, so you can become sharper, so you can feel the airplane, or you have to carry the airplane. And this is some of the comments that I, I got from uh, the listeners that messaged me on Instagram. It's because the instructor says, oh, it makes you sharper, quote-unquote sharper. Uh, I would beg to disagree, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Here's the thing. I don't think there's any benefit to practicing flying the aircraft untrimmed because one, you're more likely to encounter an engine out scenario compared to encountering, say, 
a broken trim cable scenario. So there's more benefit to practicing the procedures and how to handle an engine failure. Now, if you were to push for the aspect that it makes you a better pilot because it trains muscle memory, well, you have to remember that there's a different, there's varying control pressures needed to maintain straight and level at 1,000 feet, at 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, so on and so forth because of the varying air densities. The amount of elevator deflection to maintain a thousand, to maintain 1,000 feet is different than 2,000, and uh, etc. etc. So the muscle memory argument is also flawed. There's no benefit to memorizing all those control pressures. Yes, this episode of Pilot's Talk Technique is going to revolve around the use of trim, specifically for solo students or pre-solo students, to trim or not to trim. So first and foremost, the aircraft designer or the manufacturer who knows more about the airplane than we do designed the aircraft to have it because they realize that the pilot will need it to alleviate the control forces, to reduce the control forces that they are inputting to maintain a specific airplane attitude. You know, even, even light sport aircraft, LSAs, or even ultralights have a rudimentary form of trim designed into the airplane or the aircraft. So for somebody not to use a device or equipment that was there to make your life easier is, like I said, really struck me as odd. And, uh, you know, we have to go back to the principles of primacy. If you're an instructor, you're familiar with the principles of learning. And the principle of primacy states that whatever a student learns at the very beginning is usually the thing that sticks. So if you don't teach them this skill or this um, basic flight capability or skill, let's just call it skill, then you're robbing them the ability to develop it early on so that they can fulfill the next two letters of ANC, Aviate, Navigate, Communicate. What people need to realize is that there's really no such thing as multitasking. It's called attention switching. You can't really focus on multiple things at the exact same time. Your mind is switching its focus momentarily from one thing to one thing to one thing to one thing to one thing. That's the correct concept. So when you can't leave the aircraft in your desired attitude with your hands off the controls, then you're robbing yourself of the mental capacity to perform the other tasks required of you, like monitoring your systems, monitoring for traffic, monitoring if you're navigating on the correct route, so on and so forth. So we teach this skill very early on to, to help make the student's life considerably or significantly easier later on. Principle of primacy. If, uh, if the student learns something at the beginning, it's usually the things that stick. Now, if you won't take my word for it, like, you know, who, I am, who am I? I'm just a run-of-the-mill pilot. Then take the word of published resources. You know, these are products of actual professional researchers, professional instructors that have enjoyed a multi-year career. So they know what they're talking about. And they've done the research to back it up. So this is something that comes from the Airplane Flying Handbook of the FAA. And they actually have a little section regarding trim control. I'm not going to bastardize I'm not going to bastardize this. I'm just going to say it straight out or read it aloud. Trim control. 
Proper trim technique is an important and often overlooked basic flying skill. An improperly trimmed airplane requires constant flight control pressures from the pilot, produces tension and fatigue, distracts the pilot from outside visual scanning, and contributes to abrupt and erratic airplane attitude control inputs. So, we have to remember that the student does most of the controlling during any flight training session. The instructor, not so much, but the student does receive the, mo the most fatigue or more fatigue than the instructor during a flight training session. Physical fatigue, that is. So, when they get too tired very early on in the session because you won't let them trim, how would that affect their performance for the remainder of the session? When they're already tired at the start, then that degrades their performance later on. This is something that we have to be aware of. Now, if you do let them trim, now they're building this skill where they can leave the aircraft in the attitude they want so they can focus on other tasks. Moving on with the uh, with a section of the book, trim relieves the pilot from holding a constant pressure on the flight controls to maintain a particular pitch attitude and provides an opportunity for the pilot to divert attention to other tasks, such as evaluating the airplane's attitude in relation to the natural horizon, scanning for aircraft traffic, and maintaining situational awareness. So this really needs no further explanation. When you trim, you are... Um, giving yourself the opportunity to perform more tasks in a high workload environment or in a high workload activity like flying. So when it comes to the notion that not teaching trim early on builds student handling, I completely disagree. Handling also entails use of trim. It's a flight control, it's a skill that you can build, it is part of the basics. Handling is not just your control inputs, it's also your ability to manipulate the trim properly, or use the trim properly. And speaking of proper trim, or proper usage of it, the Airplane Flying Handbook also um, documents one of the common errors pilots um, eventually do, or occasionally do, when using the trim. And uh, here it goes. A common trim control error is the tendency for the pilot to over-control the airplane with trim adjustments. Attempting to fly the airplane with a trim is a common fault in basic flying technique even among experienced pilots. This is what you have to remember. You don't correct for any attitude deviations using the trim first. You correct the deviation using your yoke or your control stick, whatever control you have, then alleviate the control pressure using your trim. If you had to pull a lot, you're going to have to trim the nose up a lot. If you had to push a lot, you have to trim the nose down a lot. But if you didn't have to pull or push too much, you didn't have to um, use the trim or deflect the trim by a lot. The amount of control pressure you input is directly related to the amount of con trim control you input. Something you have to remember. So. Trim is a secondary control. It's not a primary control. It's not something you use to correct deviations. You correct a deviation with your your yoke, your stick, whatever it is, then trim it out. So if you are still in the camp of people who believe that trim should not be taught to pre-solo students, I have only one recommendation. You know, send an email to the authors of these published resources and tell them that you have a difference of opinion. You believe that trim should not be used early on and prove your point. You know, if they agree with your point, they're going to change the reference and training provided globally is going to change. Everybody's going to stop using trim early on. 
But until that day comes, we are going to train students the way we think is correct, the way published resources say it's correct, by using trim every time you need an attitude change and keeping that attitude there. Obviously, for maneuvers that that have a constantly changing attitude, like a chandelle or a lazy eight or eights on pylons, you don't need trim. But for maneuvers that require a specific performance related to a certain attitude, odds are it's very likely that the next step in the procedures listed in you know airplane flying handbook, the ASA visualized flight maneuvers handbook, whether for high wing or low wing. The Jeppesen Maneuvers Handbook, you know, odds are it's going to tell you to trim for that attitude. So that's the end of this week's episode of Pilots Talk Technique. PTT comes out every Thursday of the week. So follow us on uh, social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Pilots Talk and uh, subscribe to our podcast channels on Anchor, on Spotify, on Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast, so you get instantly notified when a new episode comes out. And, uh, you know, if you have any shady experiences or if you've heard any shady technique and theory from from a school or somebody you flew with recreationally or somebody you flew with professionally, send me a message on Instagram at Pilots Talk and uh, let's see if we can revolve an episode around it if it really is incorrect uh, technique theory or practice so that everybody benefits from it when we correct it using verified resources. And uh, yeah, again, please do keep safe wherever you are. If the storm is passing right through you guys, prepare adequately. There's going to be a couple of storms coming. No, the wet season is approaching. There's going to be less flying, more downtime, more time for us to study um, and get better. So until next week, fly safe. If you have to fly, be your best self. And remember, aircraft owners talk maintenance, pilots talk technique. See you guys.